This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. So we are joined here by my father figure. Uh, not Father Ted, who... Father Ed. Uh, <laughs> so you were in an episode of Father Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, mentioned uh, that yeah, at the yeah, end. No, sorry, I wasn't I'm freaking out <laughs> yeah. about that. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we're with Ed Byrne, who uh, I saw as a 10-year-old, and then we've come full circle, was inspired to become a stand-up comedian because of it. Mm. Um, and he's luckily... Given us his time, very appreciative. It's been mm. awesome, real good chat, um, and really great comedy advice um, and cool stories. And yeah, I've only just realised as I've stood up and seen myself in the mirror over there just how fucking ridiculous my hair is. <laughs> I, had, I, I did nobody say anything. Well, I don't know because I, I just I've sat here on camera this whole time with this weird hat hair thing the, going on. So now he's not going to now he's yeah. not going to collab with. He needs the panto makeup, and we'll uh, we'll get him sorted. So what do we chat about? We talked about uh, your understanding of Instagram. Yeah, my yeah. complete lack of knowledge when it comes to the digital world and social media, unless it's Twitter. Yeah, um, we talked about your complete un- 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 lack of understanding of the concept of pantomime. Yeah, <laughs> very UK based thing. Yeah. yeah, we talked about edgy comedy. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we have to talk about edgy comedy because we're edgy three <laughs> blokes on a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we got we got a hike in there. We got some physical yeah. activity. Yeah. yeah, we talked about some of my failures. Yeah, yeah. meeting Shane Warne. <laughs> this was uh, very briefly. This was very good podcast, especially for people, especially for open mic comedians and people trying to come up in the scene. Well, Lots yeah. of lot of good advice. Great advice. I took a lot out of this episode. So oh. thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Well, I awesome. seem to remember at one point talking about how useless my advice is. That's your Pretty happy with that. Yeah. That we did. And this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Raunchy. Raunchy, the beer that is actually good. Yeah. It's um, bloody good. Do we have to shout out some Patreons? Yeah, we got some quick Patreon shout outs. So we had two uh, or three more come on this week. Yeah. That we haven't shouted out. Sorry. So big shout out to Reese Shea, uh, Caitlin Brown, and uh, I think James Jones rejoined. Yes. yes. So, so thank thanks, you guys. So thanks, much. legends. If you want to jump on the Patreon, there's uh, 19 bonus episodes up there still. So we've got four from Xmouth. 19? Yep. Lots of bonus content, um, discount codes, and uh, free tickets to some comedy shows. Um, and always good stuff for you. Yeah. So. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Adelby. And Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> <laughs> Free in attendance. For the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, this, uh, cool, perfect. Any, any questions before we start? No, man. Good to go. Fucking go. All right, sick. Perfect. Fucking have it. Cool. So um, we're here with Ed Byrne, who was a father figure to me. Unbeknownst well, <laughs> 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 to him. <laughs> Thank you for not asking me for money yet. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that to ha- happen. <laughs> so, um, the backstory goes I was, uh, my mum used to be engaged to a comedian. Um, uh, well, uh, yeah, a comedian. And uh, we <laughs> took. Loosely. <laughs> <laughs> a comedian I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what most people say, <laughs> even if they do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we flew over when I was 10 to Melbourne Comedy. Comedy Fest, 
and spent the day with uh, what, a couple of days with you and Brendan Burns. Yeah. Um, you took me around Luna Park because yep. they no one would, and you were the nice dude. <laughs> you went on the rides with me. You fucking showed me everything. I mean, really, it's a it's not a good rep. <laughs> it's like comedian who sometimes appears on the BBC, <laughs> only person to volunteer to take ten year olds <laughs> on rides around Luna Park. As long I mean, as you can I mean, sweat. What excuse do I have? It's not like I say, oh, I really wanted to go to Luna Park. <laughs> like, it's not a good amusement park. <laughs> yeah. That's but a 10-year-old bats their eyelids at me and I fucking, <laughs> we're going. That was the, uh, that was the perfect uh, summation, the comedian who sometimes appears on PBC. Because Delby said, oh, we get him on. And I was like, oh, he's pretty certain I've seen him on Top Gear and a few of those sorts of BBC. I did. I popped up on Top Gear. Myself and Tara Breen did the uh, cars in, in, stars in a reasonably fast car thing yeah yeah uh i'm very competitive yeah <laughs> and dara is a much bigger comic than i in both physical stature and in uh in, in terms is of is that the know, bus driver the host of the, mock the week the, the, the yeah. host of mock the week yes who looks like the mega bus man yep. yeah um <laughs> and we've, we've been friends for a very long time but yeah uh, the one thing I have over him is that I went faster than him around the top gear track. Yes. Well, he's, he's, he's gonna be the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that was what uh, I, I realized how how big you'd gone um, since we were ten. <laughs> since I was ten, <laughs> I was at the show, and I don't know if, even if you know this bit anymore. I'll always remember it because as a ten year old, mm-hmm. you you even shouted me out. You didn't use my name, but you shouted me out in the crowd because you were doing a bit about soggy biscuit. And then you go, I'm not going to mention the details of this because there's a 10-year-old boy in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) And that's always burnt into my skull. I do remember that, but it was to do with Freudian slips. The fact that I was describing the the term, the game, and a guy said, oh, you know that game, eat the biscuit. And I oh, that's not the point of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that makes so much more sense as an adult now. (laughs) So your mum was one of the... You know those those adults that I look at in disgust that brings out the kids to a comedy show when I have to tell. Yeah, well, also because I, I I was like I want to watch Ed, like because I yeah. known him. I was like, yeah, I want to see. Yeah, him. fair enough. Uh, yeah. And then I think it was the same time that uh, Chris Franklin released um, the bloke song. Uh, oh yeah. So then, in my first Raw competition <sighs> over here, he was the MC, and that was the final. It was like a. Another little collision of worlds. It's coming full circle. Yeah. 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 I didn't meet any comedians when I was 10. Just, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's like you're just one step away from Nepo baby stage. <laughs> you know, it's like, sounds like doors were opened for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is nice, though, when you run into people in your career that who you admired from when you were young. That, that is, is absolutely true. I think people, are, it's, it's one of the most common questions you get asked as a comedian is like, when did, you, when did you make it or what was your big break? Yeah. There isn't really like any particular moments that, the door open, but the, the most memorable bits is when you meet people that you, you know, used to watch on TV or that, yeah. even that you just went to see live yeah. for the first time when you then end up working with them and they treat you like peers. Yeah, is, that's uh, really cool. Like I remember hanging out with Ben Elton in Auckland was the first time I met him wow. in 97, I think it was. Yeah. And I, even after the show, <clears throat> like it was a, it's a little show and I just tried a couple of new bits 
and they didn't work. And even t- talking to him afterwards, and he was going, "Yeah, it didn't work, did it?" <laughs> <laughs> but just being treated like a fucking like a contemporary yeah. by Ben Elton was, yeah. was was awesome, even if it was in, in the negative. Yeah, yeah. even yeah. like, and we just spoke about Wolfie. Wolfie talked about that like, with Jim Jeffries, and he went the total opposite. He yeah. tried to be a fucking asshole to him yeah. instead of talking to him like a peer. He's like, "Nah, fuck him. I'm going to be better than Jim Jeffries." But yeah, getting on that sort of level. Yeah, of yeah. Jim Jeffries. He didn't know. Like, I'm, have you seen Amos Gill or worked with? Oh, man, Amos Gill. So Amos like fought to have Wolfie open for Jim, and Jim was like, even the announcer guy goes, oh, and then some other can't want Amos's friends is starting. (laughs) Welcome him to the stage. Like gave him the worst ever. (laughs) I'm gonna burn this fucking place (laughs) to the ground. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's really cool um, how it's fully come. Full circle, mm. but um, but and then you know to be on shows like Graham Norton and sorts of things like yeah, that, and then and then you know leveling up and coming here on the Hard Yards podcast. You've now that's the point which you've made it. You have fucking made it. You're on yeah. the Yards. It's all downhill from yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. F- I went to see Daniel Sloss last night in the fucking Perth Enorma Dome. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Is that, is that the RSC Arena? Is um, that where it was? Or? The, was that the, uh, the big blue one? The, yeah, the Riverside Theatre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing two nights there and stuff. And, you know, it's it's because he cites me as a as an inspiration and that kind of thing like that, you know, and it's just... Uh, it's just, just ticking them off, mate. It's just hard to watch people just usurp you and everything. <laughs> 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 so I, I, had a, I, had this, uh, I had this YouTube uh, show which I was trying to get off the ground. It never really went anywhere. I was, I was basically going hill walking, going hiking with, with comedians. And, yeah. talk, and oh, yeah. it never, because it was just a big ask. It was a really big ask of comics because uh, everyone lives in London. No one's anywhere near the fucking hills. <laughs> yeah. And to get them to go and do my hobby with me yeah. and be interviewed, it's a, it's a long day for no money. So. And comedians aren't notorious for being the most sporting types. No, so. no. But Daniel was very kind enough to do an episode. Awesome. And we did it. We, but the thing was, we, like... We, we took my car, we parked his car one end of the walk, and then we took my car and parked that the other end of the walk so yeah. we could do a, like a nice long linear walk. Mm. And it was just funny just interviewing him and him talking about like what we're talking about now of like, you know, the first time he saw me and yeah. being really honoured to to work with me. And, all. and it was kind of, you know, I'll go as far as a hero worship, but he was being very, very... Fanboy. Very <laughs> fan, yeah. yeah. Nice. And then we get in my... Seven-year-old Jeep Renegade <laughs> <laughs> to drive back to his brand new Tesla Model X, or it's like, yeah, great to meet your heroes, isn't it? <laughs> like, and I told that story to my friend, my friend Glenn Wool. And he just went, well, at least you're not driving around in your dead sister-in-law's car. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, all right. All right. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, there's the spoils of comedy. Well, that's <laughs> like, um, even yesterday, we had a supercar driver on, and I gave him a lift um, back to the city, and I was like, hey, man, don't judge me. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a difficult I'm thing I'm just going to gonna yeah. follow the rules, and that's all right, you know? So... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's fucking really cool, that hiking um, idea. Yeah. Um, because oh, you don't know anything about my co-host, but he's, fuck, he does that shit for fun. So <laughs> yeah, hobby. Is, is yeah. That something well, that Kevin Nealon does one, hiking with Kevin. Yeah. But it's much handier because in LA, this hill is like right there. Yeah. And also celebrities, yeah. like right there. Yeah. You know, so, and he knows them all, so he just takes them for a, a hike. And it's never really about the hike, it's just about the chat, whereas I was trying to make this about the different hills as, as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, we don't really have... 
hills here and we don't have celebrities, so we're sort of yeah. <laughs> on every... Yeah, yeah not a great place to do it. Yeah. yeah. What, what sort of distance are you doing? So you've taken it up, like, as, a, as something you I, I do it, yeah, I do it in Scotland mainly. Yeah. And I'll do... I did. I just did a little tour around, like, little village halls in Scotland just yeah. so I could go and do hiking as well. well so, like, you, you did shows, hiked from one show to the I other? Did I, like did I did. I was late for one show because I went for a hike that day. Yeah. And it just ended up being a lot longer and boggier and wetter, and it was just took me... About an hour and a half longer than I thought it was going to take yeah, me. Right. I was, so I was half an hour late to the show. Oh, yeah, about 20 minutes late to the show. Fashionably late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, what, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a village hall. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else happening. What else would you be doing? You'd just be drinking more if Start I wasn't drinking. here on time. It's, uh, and, like, and not to... <laughs> this sounds terrible. Back in the day, obviously, it would have been harder to... Uh, to make it in the comedy scene, you, you don't have like the things that we have now with mm. social media, where you could just be an open micer and get some mm. fucking clips that go viral, and you start to get a following. You, you've got to work at your craft, and you've got a fucking gig. How do you? How does it even fucking start? Like, well, yeah. what I really love about being in the business as long as I have been now is that I finally reached the point where people have stopped asking me for advice. <laughs> my advice is <laughs> fucking useless. <laughs> like it used to be, like the the most sound advice I used to give people was always like, whatever you do, don't make somewhere like the comedy store be your first port of call when you're doing an open spot. Yeah. Like when you first do an open mic, whatever city you're in, don't go to the big comedy club in that city. Do the shitty, do do the do the, the very low grade ones first. Yeah. Get fucking stage time. Get polish. Don't go and tr do an audition, do mm. an open mic slot at the big whatever it is, where it's whether it's you know the Glee Club in Birmingham or, or the Comedy Store in London or the Stand in, in Slack, whatever it is. Yeah. Don't go there first because you'll be shit. Yeah. And then two years later, when you're good, they'll still remember when you were shit that time. Yeah. And that was, and what are you talking about? I thought open mic were really good <laughs> the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that advice is that's that, pretty that's good advice. Gone though. I mean, it's not, it's not it's just not the same now. Is now the advice has got to be like, oh, get get you. YouTube uh, yeah. and I've, I'm asking other people for advice now. <laughs> I, I sat down with a fucking 31 year old in Melbourne to just explain Instagram to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's how we yeah, work like, with if TikTok. I, if I try to collaborate with you on a on a video from this clip, you'll be like, "What the fuck is?" <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I, that's I've noticed that people do that. Yeah. Like, well, what's that? How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. It's it's good because it, yeah. it, it boosts everybody. It's I good for the algorithm. I understand Twitter. That's all, I and I'd been locked out of my account for months, oh literally no, months, what, what by do? a hacker. No, I hacked. Oh. And I just got hacked, and they changed the email address on it, and and, and I couldn't get back in. What and do they have to gain from that? A seven-year-old car, or and they didn't even want it, didn't even pretend to be me. They changed <laughs> the fucking name of on the thing to board. Uh, board Ape Yacht Club, what? you know, yeah, and tried to do <laughs> NFT fucking what the fuck? spoofing or whatever, you know. Oh, I wonder if that's because they try and get the follow they just, followers. They just saw that it was a yeah. half a million follower account and they just use it to just spam people oh, and yeah. try and, and, and fish them. And you got it back. I, I just got it back. Like, Shout out to four Elon, days baby. Ago. Elon. <laughs> no, it was. Oh. It, ended up being, it ended up being like, I asked so many people. I was asking the agency that runs, that, that, that puts the you know the, does paid advertising yeah. for my promoters yeah. and things like that, and no one can get hold of anyone at Twitter on my behalf. It was one of the dads at my kid's school yeah. who's in IT for the NHS, what? but knows other IT bots who wow. managed to track somebody down at Twitter <laughs> to give me my account back. That's but anyway, my point is that I understand how Twitter works. That's yeah, the one yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. always done. I understand how retweet, but I don't understand 
this, 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 like I, th- where you can't just click a thing and yeah. then, then it comes up in your feed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or if, I, I, or if you do do that, then it looks like you posted it. Now I look like I'm stealing content. I'm just... Tr- uh, yeah, no, but it's not it. stealing. If someone invites you to collab, then yeah. it's you share, it and it's both of yours. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like when you were looking after me when I was ten. Mm-hmm. Like I was, your, <laughs> I was your responsibility <laughs> and Brendan's and Mum's. So yeah. it's it's actually been very helpful for us. Like if we get a bigger, uh, like a big name come on, for example, yourself, like we collab, and it becomes your clip as well. Ah. Yeah. Then everyone's like, "Oh, who's this hard yarns sort of podcast?" I or look if it's Delby doing a clip, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm hanging out with." Brad Pitt. This is collab it. with me. Everyone's yeah. like, "Fuck," you know. This so. is our. This is going to be the next stage in my digital evolution. Oh, this, yeah. is mm. this, this is going to open doors for me now. And, and then yeah. next, you know, I'll be <laughs> prowling the dark web Back like a ninja. Then. And the people who are watching this clip on your Instagram right now, he did it successfully. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you found it. <laughs> uh, but Twitter's almost like the perfect um, uh, avenue for comedy. Right, if you want to do like one-liners or like set up punches, that mm-hmm. short form is pretty good. That's where you used to set it up, like practice, well, practice yep. soundboard your jokes, eh? Uh, I it did it on Facebook, but David Hughes, do you know David? Yeah, Hughes? yeah, yeah. So he's a mate of ours, um, and he started doing stand-up. Yeah. Um, so he's got massive uh, followers on Twitter, and he's that's perfect for his yeah. style as well. So I've, I've just been reading a book. It's not out yet, but there's a friend of mine called Adam Bloom who's written a book called The Perfect Punchline. Adam is a very it, it, forensic comedy writer yeah. and he's written for other people he actually writes stuff he actually does stuff for Banksy believe it or not he's oh wow where, where he's at yeah, right. Right. so he knows who Banksy is he does he knows oh. he's, he's, the conspiracy he's, been, he's actually been paid in Banksy's sometimes like he's got wow. original art from Banksy yeah. wow uh, imagine I'm that pro- I don't even know if I'm supposed to write <laughs> probably doesn't want people to know that he collaborate uses yeah. but uh and he writes for, and he also invents magic tricks and things like that. So he's, a, he's a really analytical brain, but he's written this this book about 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 comedy. Yeah, and uh, he, he one of the points he makes in that book is that Twitter, when it started, when it was 140 characters, was an excellent training ground for yeah. getting for trimming all the fat. Yeah, and just getting your wording exactly perfect for for a joke. Yeah, yeah. I've been using. I was using Facebook um, statuses for that. Mm. I've gone off that now. Oh, and but. and like odd. odd. Was talking to Squirrely about this before on the way up to Exmouth. I've got, I'm sort of, I'm an open micer, I guess. Mm. Uh, no, I am an open micer, and I'm sort of trying to get into the the scene a little bit. And I've got people like these guys to help me trim the fat. But then Squirrely made a good point. I need to do it myself as well. I need to learn the craft. I need to. It's mm. got to yeah, be you, me. Your time is. Yeah, you have to put the time in. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You can't just short do shortcuts. It's and like for the best. It's like doing weights. You know, like yeah. you can't get someone to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. Otherwise, you just yeah. Yeah, but I think that there is a sniffiness beto- with with uh, people who came up through the comedy circuit from literally from doing like the you know, open mic on yeah. on, on the, the circuit, and then people who came in via podcasting, which yeah. is a whole new yeah. thing. Yeah, I got I got very annoyed. I think it was it was mainly during lockdown because a lot of people. Celebrities started doing podcasts. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of podcasters started getting really fucking arsy about it. Yeah. They're like, bloody celebrities muscling into podcasting. <laughs> and I'm like, the last time I oh, played so the Brighton Comedy Festival, I couldn't get the big room because it was a fucking podcast in <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If you're going to be doing shows in our theatre, yes. you can't complain about us Do it, yeah, doing your, your airwaves, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's YouTubers as well now. Like, um, uh, Luke Kidgel, who got huge from uh, YouTube and TikTok. They're doing theatres mm-hmm. just from like 
building a, a following online and even like some of the other, I won't mention any names, but like um, you see the YouTubers do a show and as a comedian, you're like, mm -hmm. this is fucking, this isn't comedy. This is just, this is your scene. And I, I mean, I'm not, not going to hate on them because they've found a niche and they're doing it, but yeah. it's yeah. completely different to what I mean, there is something to be, it is a different skill and there is something to be said for, could you, maybe if, if that person had come up through the circuit, it would have knocked a lot of the edges off it and it would have changed it and, and maybe for the worse. Yes. Maybe, you know, the kind of comedy that you come up with when you're just doing it and just putting it out there and you're just finding your audience yeah. is different to what it would have been otherwise where you got to get up in front of people who, who don't otherwise like you and convince them to like you. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, I've, I, that was the sort of, that was the, the, the I came through that. I yeah. came through what, what was in the 90s in London was almost gladiatorial sort of, you know, that f being forged in a crucible sort yeah. of scene yeah. where yeah. it was, it felt very sort of us against the audience and you'd be like, fucking grab by the balls, yeah. you know, that kind of, and that kind of comedy is that kind of comedy. And, and then you get, you had, you, you have these other circuits that sort of came along later yeah. where it was, it was, it was almost daring you mm. to find it funny. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, no, but you, but out of that came some really interesting, yeah. really good comedy that was, it was kind of, it had to be nurtured in that environment. Yes. Mm. And, and otherwise came, and, and it's more interesting. You, you can't, they can't, can't do that at junglers because they'll just fucking heckle you off. Yeah. But you, you get a lot of very interesting and very funny stuff that, has to come from another way. So I guess, you know, people who are coming through 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 Instagram and TikTok yeah. and, and YouTube, you know, that's, that's it's, it's nice that, that yeah. it exists. And yeah. there's people like, even, and there's always people trying to break boundaries. You look at like Andy Kaufman back in mm -hmm. the day, like just completely, and I'm assuming a lot of people didn't find him fucking funny at all. Yeah. Like, But like he, it, that was the difference. He was able to create a name for himself by creating these characters. What was the, uh, Tony Clifton? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tony Clifton. And these sorts of characters, they broke him apart from that. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the next change in comedy is, but there will be another well, I'm not, evolution. I'm not for the Nanettes and that sort of style. Like, I don't always think comedy needs to have a message, but it's almost like went through this message message yeah. space where oh we have to have a fucking message or i have to like identify as a green alien fucking you know dog person to to make it so i'm i'm just like if if that works laugh. and they've got a audience for it that's sick but for me like I, I don't think you have to have this fucking deep underlying every single performance you do i like that there's there's always something to be said but I get it. Well, I get annoyed by the idea, and I don't get annoyed by the comedians who do it, but I get annoyed by the, the there's a, it seems to be an attitude in the press yeah. where unless there's at least five minutes of show that's not funny, it's not a good show. Yeah. Like that actually feels like, like, like people come away from a show going, I mean, it was just an hour of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else in this comedy show with humor. Yeah. What the, three stars. Yeah. You know, that's and it's so like, true. I don't. I don't I don't get that. That's so attitude. true. I, I I see the value of a comedy show that has serious bits in it. Yeah, but I don't understand the angle that that all comedy has to have a serious. That's bit. so yeah. fucking yeah. true. That is, you couldn't have framed it any any better. I mean, my personal favorite, I think the the best stand up special on Netflix in the last ten years is uh, Norm Macdonald's Hitler's Dog, mm. where oh. there's barely even a, a segue between bits. He's yeah. just standing there, just saying this funny shit. And yeah, you know. He was incredible. The best. Yeah. Um, um, I'm just having a panic attack. We're, we're recording sound. Everything's good? Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> 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 um, have you found uh, Melbourne 
Um, comedy. Have you gigged in Melbourne much lately? Not lately. No, okay. I mean, I, I was just there last week, but the only com- the only stuff I went to see, I did a I did a sort of I did a package show when I arrived. Um, but it was I think I was on with anybody from from Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went to see Ed Gamble's show. Oh, cool! Electric. That was great. Awesome. And again, just just jokes. Yeah. Just jokes. And it's good to hear that, like someone you've been doing. Co- how long have you been doing comedy? It will be thirty years in November. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so I met you like four years in. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Um, wow. So it's good to hear that after 30 years, you're still going and seeing other comedians. You don't have that comedy fatigue. I'm, a, I'm lonely. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's what else to do. And then, I, and then I foolishly think they'll hang out with me afterwards and they don't. They've got <laughs> you're gonna a go radio pick up show yeah. to be recorded. I've got to go pick up my daughter. No, and I love that I can go and see comedy and it still makes me laugh and I don't, I'm not just second guessing and trying to think of lines and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Yeah, because it is. It's hard to switch off. Yes, when you go and see comedians, yeah. it's, quite, it's hard not to go. I wonder yeah. where they're going to go, and and then and then you're trying to remember. I'm, I should say to them after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what I think they should do, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the last couple of shows I've seen have been, you know, uh, are, are shows that the guys have been doing them have been clearly touring them for some time. And yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And what do you think the chance. etiquette with that is? Because, like, even I'm, I think, eight years in and, like, two years in where I've de- decided to go full-time. So mm-hmm. I'm at the very start of my journey. Um, but I'm living off it, which I think is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't – I love giving people tags. Yeah. But I, I feel that, like, if they're, like, someone that's been doing comedy longer than me and I've seen their show but I'm mates with them, if or you're like, mates with them, then I would say... Or like, I should say, like, loose acquaintances with yeah. them. Like let's say you gig with them a couple of times. What do you think the etiquette is? Like, if, mm. if someone, like, that's I'll take a suggestion. In, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be insulted if somebody new made a suggestion. I get annoyed if just a fucking audience member. I had a weird one from an audience member. It's a new joke I'm doing um, about... Uh, I, I, can't, I hate watching the tennis with my wife. Could you watch like Wimbledon? Yeah, and there'll always be this moment where they pan to the royal box, and there'll be a comedian who's ten times more successful than me is sitting in that <laughs> royal box, and it's always it's always like James Corden or Michael McIntyre <laughs> or, or or Jimmy Carr or yeah. some other guy with a really round face, never <laughs> 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 a slightly beaky chinny guy. Anyway, and and my wife will just be sitting there and she'll just be staring at me going. If you were just a bit funnier, <laughs> if you were just a bit funnier, we could be there right now. And I go, and in a way, maybe it's sweet. You know, maybe it's quite romantic that she thinks I'd still be with her if I had James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> and this yes. woman came up to me after the show, and she was just like, I think you should say something different. Oh, my God. I think you should say something like about how if she left, if you had James Corden's money and then she left you, that she'd, like, get half that money. <laughs> And I, I, I go. I, I, I just went. I think. I think my way is funnier. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then she goes, "Yeah, but your way doesn't make you sound like a very nice person. <laughs> <laughs> it's not stand-up nicety. Yeah, it's not, that's not the I'm point. I'm not a stand-up guy. I'm and a I'm stand-up not, comic. And I am. I am. I. I am someone who. Sometimes does think about how I come across, you know. I mean, yeah. it isn't just about being funny. And I do come to want to sort of like say what I genuinely think about a subject and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, 
That that doesn't make you sound very nice. <laughs> Fucking, did you hear the laugh? <laughs> no shit. That's, that sounded nice to me. Um, but she, I feel that's so funny because she had the most pure intention, mm. but she's been so Karenized, if that's even a word. <laughs> Popes get canonized. <laughs> 2023, you get Karenized. <laughs> And she thinks she's doing you a favour and she's just completely missed the whole fucking point. I just think the idea of, because like, it's not like... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was just a bit ladsy or whatever, you know, but it's yeah. not like it was, it's not like I suddenly <laughs> dropped the N-word or something. The idea that you would get to the end, you get to a punchline, I go, oh, no, I can't laugh at that. He, yeah. he does not come across like a pleasant individual when he said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you deal with those sorts of stuff? Like, because that's the way comedy's evolving now. People are Yeah, like, the Karens and the cancer have, culture. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's served a very great... Um, Visual seeing obviously someone like Will Smith go up in the middle of fucking Oscars that didn't help. Fucking or even just seeing someone. James Corden after you hear how he treats everybody <laughs> else in general. Yeah, allegedly, but you no, might be friends I with him. No, I've, I've, I don't. I've met the guy once. Uh, that's another thing I talk about in my show is the fact that people sometimes just never admit when they're wrong. Sometimes you might you might think you're right about something, and you're like I, I met James Corden once. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I admit I could be wrong. Yeah. You know, I, 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 all evidence points to the contrary. I'm happy to be in the minority. He seemed all right to me, yeah. but I wasn't working for him. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I, like I say again, I went to see Daniel Sloss last night, and he talked about it very coherently and succinctly about the whole, and he. he it, he mirrored a lot of views I have on on a lot of this idea that you can't say anything anymore. A lot of it is coming from people who are trying to run before they can walk. Yeah, subjects in comedy like assault and racism and all and the funny shit, whatever <laughs> things like that. These are, as my friend Glenn Will said, these are the these are the you know the the black diamond runs. You know, yeah. you mm. got to do the nursery slopes first. That's yeah. an awesome. And I think a lot of people are. Coming along, having only been doing comedy a wet day, yeah. doing jokes about the difficult subjects and yeah. wondering why no one's laughing, and then blaming cancel culture for it or blaming yeah. political correctness. It's like, no, you, you're, you're not good enough to handle the subject yeah. yet. Yeah. That's a great metaphor. Fuck yeah. That's a black diamond run when you're mm. still on the fucking learning slope. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, um, it, you've never been able to just say anything. You, I yeah. think people have this idea that you used to be able to say anything. I remember in the 90s watching comedians absolutely storm it and then they'd pull out a joke about Princess Diana and they'd have to walk off to the sound of their own footsteps yeah right Be- yeah. a joke that worked before she died yeah but then <laughs> they suddenly go oh you know I'm not kidding I'm gonna, I think it's been six months now I think I'll try my Diana material again yeah. nope and you know, just fucking turn on them yeah yeah. and there's always been sort of hot button topics yeah that you just that are you know difficult mm. to to go near yeah and it is and it's a lot of the time some people have this attitude that y- you should be able to say anything you like on stage. Yeah. That, you would, isn't it, that the stage is a sacred place and you can say, and whatever, once you're on stage, once the audience is in there and they know what they're in for, that, that all rap should be off. Mm. I think that's a lazy way to approach comedy. I think that yeah. does comedy a disservice. Mm-hmm. 
the moment you say that because yeah. then there's no such thing as edge like if the idea the reason why you enjoy an edgy comic mm. is because they'll they give you that laugh that another comic doesn't give it's a different kind of laugh like oh ho, ho, no yeah. he did that yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if you th- if you say, well, you should be able to say anything, then then that that, that laugh can't exist. That's that so feeling true. of, oh, I can't believe he said that, or I can't believe she just came out with that, is is gone. Yeah. Mm. So you have to accept that there is a line one can cross in order to feel that frisson of yeah. excitement when the comedian gets close to it. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking brilliant because the actual the word edgy in itself means you're on the They're edge on of something edge. Yeah. and you're you're playing on the edge mm. if you can say anything then there's no edge anymore yeah you so just go up and say whatever the fuck you want yeah so the idea of like starting a comedy night where okay the rule is that you're not allowed to complain and you're not allowed to be offended and go well that's fucking lazy on yeah. your part like yeah. you know yeah mm. yeah that's that's changed my mind on that cuz i used to think but i i never i've never thought you can just get up and say whatever i've always been of the opinion that you should form a relationship with the audience if they trust you, then you might be able to go towards that mm-hmm. edge. And they know that they're there for comedy. So really, you leave your offences at the door when it comes to shit like that woman does. But anything else, if you do go just like, you know, fuck the Jews or like whatever the <laughs> fucking Kanye would do, right? Clip that like, bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a bit Collaborate. of a Delby. Because <laughs> if you're allowed to say anything And Kanye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, f- I really enjoy, I, I like that framework. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's why you admire people like uh, Doug Stanhope or, yeah. or, or, or Glenn Wall, or, you know, that you, 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 they, they, you can take a, a, a something that's really quite, a, a notion that's quite unpalatable yeah. and turn it into comedy yeah. mm. is, is a difficult thing to do. And that's why, you know, in the same way as it can be very difficult to make politics funny, like that in itself is a real challenge. I always think political comedy is almost like the, the jazz of comedy yeah. in that you have to be talented. You've got to be really good, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And it's, when it's bad, it's fucking unlistenable. Yeah. When, when, when political comedy is bad, it's what? just Trump awful. and Biden have made it a lot easier for, yeah. <laughs> for comedians in the last eight years. Yeah, <laughs> but I think when somebody, when somebody takes like a, something a, a subject that is generally as dry as politics and manages to weave it into into comedy. I think yeah. that's a that's a tricky thing to do. Yeah. I think that's trickier mm. than taking an offensive subject and and defanging it yeah. or you and know. It's also because a lot like my general rule is people are dumb. Like mm-hmm. as a general consensus, people are dumb. So if you're going to try and take a highbrow topic like mm-hmm. politics, chances are 60% of the audience have no fucking idea mm-hmm. what you're talking about anyway, like mm-hmm. left, right I had a dude in the, when I was watching Amos, the guy in the crowd was like, what the fuck's a right? Like, yeah. he didn't understand. Mm. So to try to talk about politics... Um, Who the fuck's Boris Yeltsin? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I saw Frankie Boyle at Edinburgh last year and almost all of his stuff was political. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. Like he was, I didn't know about Scottish politics mm-hmm. at all or in all the UK politics. All I knew is a little bit about Brexit, but he made it related enough for me to understand. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm the dumb person here. <laughs> and and it's still funny, which yeah. I thought was good. Yeah, because I, I, going back to the thing about reviewers as well, sometimes you do have to, I won't say dumb it down, but it's like I got criticised because my movie references were out of date, <laughs> as she said. They weren't very current, the references I was making, the jokes I was making that referenced films. But I was like... I wrote a great John Wick 3 joke 
the mo- the day I saw John Wick three. Yeah, I couldn't tell it on stage because the audience hadn't all seen John Wick three. Yeah, that's yeah. courteous. Well, they had because it was the same as John Wick one and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my joke was only I just I, w- I went to see it with a guy called Patch uh, Lambert in uh, in Wellington. And we just came out and going, how can there be that many hitmen in the world? <laughs> how can there be there, it, there isn't that much call yeah. for that industry yeah. that there can that many hit people can exist. Yeah. No wonder so many of them are homeless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a very good joke. Yeah. But I, there's yeah. no point in me getting on stage like that and selling it yeah. because the people are they are there a lot of them homeless? Yeah, there's a whole Lawrence Fishburne holds up okay, it doesn't matter. And then the lady comes <laughs> up the lady comes up yeah. after you don't sound like a very nice guy. Yeah. More hit than homeless. <laughs> it would have been better if they took half you the know, stuff. Instead like I make a reference to seven and I make a reference to the memento and I make a reference to um Mad Max Fury Road, because everybody's seen, seen them. Yeah. So it's a collective yeah. thing. Speaking of which, you know, have you seen John Wick 4? I have not seen it yet. I am going to get... In fact, I'm thinking, just to almost turn it into a tradition, I'm, I'm thinking I'm waiting until I get to Wellington. Wellington. And oh. to <laughs> yeah, it's a long, long movie, and... Uh, it's pretty similar to the first three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's yeah. not a major departure? Nah. John, Wick, John Wick doesn't become a Buddhist and get over his issues that way? <laughs> no. Nah, nah. He doesn't seek to enlightenment? enlightenment? No. Nah. Nah. No. Does he kill somebody with a book? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, this, not this time. Yeah. Does he become a cat person? <laughs> 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 nearly, he nearly gets some pussy, but it's, uh, <laughs> does he become a cat person? Well, yeah. he kills somebody with, with their own cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, pussy so galore. Wellington, obviously a fucking long way from home. You must do a lot mm. of traveling, um, yeah, and that was that's always been in my head. And I even having these conversations with trying to lean more into, into comedy. Being away and on the road all the time, it must get pretty tiring and and pretty. Uh, um, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's since I've had a family, it's less enjoyable. Has yeah. to be said, as in leaving the family. Yeah, wow. Because you no, must honestly, really love them. Before we had kids, <clears throat> uh, my wife used to go everywhere with me. We would travel the world, and and it was great. And it meant that you know, also it was just the two of us at home as well. So it meant that not everywhere I kind of had to pay. You know, yeah. so long as it was a nice, as long as we were staying in a nice place and there was fun stuff to do, yeah, I, you know, we we would go everywhere, and we, you know, we did, we went together to like some there's some gigs in the in the French Alps where you stay in really basic accommodation, and they but they teach you to ski, and the money's not that good, but we got to go, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, life, uh, life experience, yeah, and so we go, she t- we, we travel around Australia and New Zealand together, and I, I think a classic example would be there's a there's a beautiful town in New Zealand called Napier. Yeah. It's this lovely Art Deco town, and it's really close to mountains. Yeah. And we, so we went, we, we hiked in the mountains. Sick. I did the gig and all that. There's only like 120 people there, but it didn't matter. Nice hotel, etc. Yeah. Now, Napier can go fuck themselves, <laughs> because the last time I was there, I only got like 200 people on a Saturday night <laughs> where I can get twice that and blend them. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't make the list anymore. It's like now everywhere has to justify its existence. Yeah. So like, this is another night I am not tucking my kids into bed. This yeah. is another night in a hotel alone. Ah, you, yeah, like, from you, that you've got to show yes. up. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the, and so now it's, it, it, it doesn't feel like a working holiday anymore. It feels more like work in that way. You know, and it has to be joy. worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, I said this to Delby the other day, even with my daughter. Like, I got separated last year, so I only get 50% of the time with my daughter. So I have to prioritize that 50% mm. that I have. And I just got a, a message from a mate who's working on a movie over in Canada, asked us to go over there and help with some stuff over there on that. And usually that's something I'd jump at the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I think of is I've got a daughter. I'd what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> but you got like, I'd, I would struggle to. Not a, well, I'd feel bad just dumping my daughter on my ex-wife for mm-hmm. 18 to 20 days, however long I've got to go. But then also, like, I'd miss the fuck out of her. Like, And mm-hmm. if it's if it's not valuable enough for me to replace that time that I could get with her, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that much, 18 days, but it's for me, it's a lot. So yeah. I can yeah. see how that can Well, my kids are a little older now. They're 10 and 12, and they don't care as much that I'm around. interested in me being around. When they, were, when they were small, they would miss me more. Yeah. yeah. I remember having like a Skype call with them and my younger Magnus just gone, Daddy, (laughs) can somebody else make the people laugh? Oh, fuck. But now they're just like, "Uh, when you're back, another three weeks? Yeah, that's enough long, is it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. well, yeah, Scotty's five, so Mm. uh, probably about, yeah, five, six years away from that. I'm still trying to find my first girlfriend. So <laughs> How old are you? There. I'm 36. Okay. Just turned in March. Right, yeah, yeah. So I had my first, my show's called 33 Years Single, the one that <laughs> I bring around. Um, I don't mention that I'm 36 right. now. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my first girlfriend at 33 for a couple of months and then now I just can't change the show each year because yeah. it becomes more and more yeah. depressing, <laughs> you know, if I do a sequel every year. So um, I call it that. But I, <laughs> I want to uh, yeah, – ne- next one's just called Lifeline. Arch <laughs> <laughs> um, Barker had a great line when he was – I mean, years ago, he must have been in his 20s. He was like 24, 25. And, uh, and he's going, and people tell me, you know, Arch, you should settle down. You should get married. And I'm going, I'm in my 20s and I'm in show business. Yeah. If things work out the way I hope – my wife hasn't even been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, awesome. That's a very good job. That's awesome. <laughs> where, um, speaking of which, like being in show business and finding a partner, where did you meet? Not we met at, at the end of the Fringe Festival. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So she's Scottish or she was on... She's, no, she's uh, English. So uh, but she was, she was a publicist, working as a publicist. Wow. Yeah, so I was always going to marry a comedy publicist. Yeah. That was always going to be the case. Free like, publicist. You know, <laughs> like it was it. also just, you know, they just they really make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> you go, How was that? Well, <laughs> just, give me a, just give me a quote for the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. That's great. So what, she came to a show or you just met out? And no, we met. We, I mean, she was aware of who I was. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was Darrow Brian introduced us. She was she was working for a firm that was doing his publicity, and I asked him who she was. uh, Yeah, nice. Uh, Darrow was your wigman. Yeah, so he had to he had to make the he had to make a speech at the wedding because it was only it was only right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was. Yeah, I'm a marriage celebrant as well as a comedian. What's so that? I'm a marriage celebrant as well. Like I'm married oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love love. I love hearing those little stories and how people meet and that. So. He loves love but can't. Can't get it. Love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where is, uh, where's home now? Are you like we London live in Scotland? Essex. Essex. So we live, you know, an hour and a bit out of London. Yeah. I live there. So. You uh, feature on their show? Every now and again? No, no. I do not. <laughs> I, do, I, I know people who've been on that show, oh, but yeah. I don't, uh, I've never... Um, I heard it's quality of viewing. I, I find uh, the, the, the enhanced reality, is that what they call it? Mm. I find it a little hard to take. Yeah. That, um, 
Yeah. So the only way is not Essex when it comes to TV shows. I'm not. A, I'm not big on 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 any of, the, of those. I find yeah. the um, you kind of can see. I just I just find I can just see where you're like someone's written that line for you. Oh yeah. Kind of oh thing. yeah. In yeah. A, in a way, said yeah. the guy from Mock the Week. <laughs> 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 I um I went when I was uh I love Mock the Week. I've watched because we don't get it here, so I watch it all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So again, seeing you pop up, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude. but I saw you on when I when went to England when I was eighteen. Um, I went just there to live for a bit because my family's from Middlesbrough, mm-hmm. um, in Grangetown, which is like fucking. It's like the Ukraine um, right. post war, <laughs> um, and uh, you popped up on TV doing uh, I think. Maybe the uncut ads or something. Uncut. Oh, best, best ads. unseen ads or something. Yeah, like and that. I was like, what the, the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was great. And then you've done all these wicked shows that I froth. Like, I would love to be on Have You Been Paying Attention? No, not Have You Been Paying Attention. Would I lie to you? Oh, yeah. Like, what yeah, was yeah. that? What yeah. was that like? I really enjoyed that. I only did it the once. And I really did enjoy that because that is the one. Where it's genuinely everything is spontaneous. Like yes. every show you see, every panel show on TV, yep. there's a certain level of you're, gi- you're given info in advance. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain amount of, of, of preparation yeah. involved. Shout out and David Hughes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big help in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I like to you is the, is the one where it's absolutely everything is just yeah. on, on the spot and in the moment. I and it's, and it's it. basically a parlor game yeah. on TV. Yeah. Uh, and that's Delby's and bread and butter. It's my, yeah, I, f- I fucking just froth anything yeah. improv off the cuff because mm. I freestyle rap as part of my act. And, right. And it's, it's awesome. It sounds shit as a white Aussie guy mm-hmm. that freestyle raps, but like using that off the cuff because Lee Mack for me, his wit yeah. and his the f- pace that he gets a joke yeah. and turns yeah. it into something hilarious. Because yeah. I don't know if it's obvious, but and if these sorts of movements don't <laughs> give it away, he's <laughs> definitely got a little bit of ADD going on. But now he's going to be I conscious that, of it. I got that diagnosis last year. As I, I, say, as I say on stage, I, go, yeah, I got the diagnosis, I got the ADHD. Which, yeah. if you're a comedian, it's a bit like being told you have skin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be careful how you say that. I've got the A. ZHD. <laughs> um, but what's the? Um, I've always wondered what's the mechanics behind it because I won't ru- ruin your one. If you want to share the story you told, and maybe Branchy can guess if it's true or false, I can remind you of it. Oh no, I yeah, I had a story about the fact that I discovered a steak pie in my trousers once whilst yeah. on a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon that's true or false? Well, the way he had to reach for memory. <laughs> oh, is that clever? Oh. Oh. I'll say false. Would you want to ask him a question? Ah, and you can ask him, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what flavour was the steak <laughs> See, the steak pies just come in steak pie flavour. There isn't oh, a, uh, no, We don't have the range of pies you have over here. Oh, no yeah. steak and mushroom, yeah. no. Okay. No. He's no. Simple. Or, like, you think he's gone in his pants, realised he's check. got steak and yeah. <laughs> just given it a taste? Mm. Uh, uh, was it dried out? It was fairly, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, it didn't feel like like it didn't feel like a terrible mess. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it would it had been there from the time I from, okay. from before I got on the that train. Could, I guess that could also be a comedy review. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like a terrible mess. <laughs> it had been there from before I got on the train. Okay. Um, one more. One more. Um, 
the uh, the pastry was it all crumbled and did it fall all over your lap? That's what you all you're out? asking about he is the pie itself. You don't want to know <laughs> yes. how it got there. Well, I don't think this is about whether or not you want to crack whether it's true. I feel like you're a. I'm you're hungry. Like, Tell me I more. Look at it. Why was it? Was it was it was the pastry everywhere? Oh, that's, a good, that's a good That's a good Aussie accent. Was it coming out of your travel legs? <laughs> Did like it get in your socks? <laughs> Tell me you got in your socks. <laughs> what did it feel I'm, like? I'm gonna say it's a lie. No, it was true. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was a story from college. Yeah. I went to a I, I went to a party. I say I went to a party. I went back to a flat <laughs> with some people, and I don't think I was even really invited. But I fell asleep on the couch, and somebody Wait, fl- fell asleep in air quotes. Or yeah, no, I shoved I, I passed out, whatever. Yeah. But somebody clearly had shoved a scotch <laughs> pie or, or steak pie into my pants as while I slept. I didn't even notice until I got on the tube. Like I walked to the tube and got on the tube, and it was like, what am I sitting on? And then I go, that is fucking. And what's bad is that like, straight away. That that's how you know. What is the face? That's how student I was. It's like I straight away just knew what had happened. So like, <laughs> like oh, oh, somebody's shoved a stick pie in my pants while I was asleep because I was drunk. That's what that's what happened there. Oh, you were too drunk, and you're like, I'll save this for yeah. later. I mean, <laughs> it was I, maybe they they hoped that I would think that I had shat myself. <laughs> yeah, but that that's what even, it is. I didn't, I didn't even think that for a moment. Yeah. You know? Did you just did you realize when you were sitting on it, or did you get up? And no, was it was like, yeah, it was while I was sitting. I was so, sitting so on obviously you're like on a train. You didn't check like while you're on. The, you didn't put your hands down your pants and and come up with steak because for people sitting I think around I did, you, yeah, I think I, it, it, there wasn't that many people there. Okay. It was like it was very much during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I kind of think I did reach in and sort of went. <laughs> I think that might be a steak pie or something. I think somebody's 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 pranked me. My cheeks hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so his cheeks hurt as well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the oh, mechanic. Yeah, it could have been worse. Like it could have been, you know, a, a, a curry. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mechanics of the show. This is what I've always wanted to know. The the back workings of that. Do you tell the producers a bunch of stories? Yeah. So they they phone you up. And they just yeah they ask you for facts about your life and you you, you give them a, f- a few things yeah. but then you don't know until you open the envelope yeah what wh- which one of those things is gonna is gonna Wicked. come up or indeed whether or not it's going to be something mm-hmm. that you've given them or something they're giving yeah. you to pretend yeah. you know yeah that's brilliant yeah it's one of my favorites like yeah the like only said, thing about it at this point though. Is that when it's either Lee Mack or David Mitchell, yeah. you're like, well, obviously this is not true. Yeah. Because it would have come up before oh, yeah. if this was a fact. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I always think that, right? But uh, we've started doing something where we just get random topic generated because I have my own theory that somewhere in the crevices of our brain, you will hear a word and then your brain will go, oh, I remember a time when blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So I think... That's the ADD. Yeah, but like you could say, like, I don't know, Crystal Rock, right? And then you go, oh, I remember the time I fucking went to buy a Crystal Rock here or I was in Rockingham and someone tried to sell me Crystal Rock, like whatever it is. And you've got these stories that you've completely forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So I think mm. like something it's like that, you that feel like it's exhausted, but there got. could be something deep down there in the in the recesses of the mind. I'd be very surprised if they've got any true stories left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee Mack has one of my favourite jokes about parenting. In the world, which was just, it was a lovely, short, crisp one, which was, uh, I used to think I wanted three children until I had two. And now I realise I only want one. <laughs> <laughs> I love, Lee, Lee Mack was uh, one of your phase back in the, uh, what was it, the sketch show? The sketch it? show, yeah. yeah. sketch show back yeah. in the day. All the leaves are brown, all the leaves are brown. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, was that incredible. And then you'd see him on the galas, and he, he'd be always the one as as through high school and, and primary school watching those sorts of gala shows mm. he'd be the one I'd be like yes he's mm. on I, I love yeah. him he was that um, good palatable comedy he was fun mm. yeah yeah, and like stuff like Mock the Week like I think that's pretty cool you've been on there a bunch hey like a, a yeah. stack of times is that um, you were mentioning like there's a lot of preparation in that when they put up the topic or the news article or the photo are you shown yeah. before the show and yeah. you come up with your... Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even like I've always... I mean, most of the actually really... the really. Sp- I mean, a lot of stuff does happen spontaneously. A lot yeah. of stuff you come yeah, up yeah, with yeah. in the moment. It yeah. absolutely does. But uh, most of the really spontaneous stuff, the stuff that I look back on that I enjoyed the most was when you're sitting in, in just in the panel bit yeah. and discussing the news. And that's that's the bit that it, that seems the most prepared. Yeah. But that's oftentimes where you're really getting to fire off each other, where it turns into a, a conversation. It's and the best. in the later years, it became more fun, that bit, because in the early years of Mock the Week, it was very, you know, you sharpen your elbows, and, and it was very difficult to make space for yourself. And yes. everybody's, it's like, it's like six dogs all fighting over one piece of meat, you know? Yeah. Uh, and everybody's rushing for the same joke and people are people are, you, you do the setup to a joke and somebody else would come in with like, yeah, what, what, fuck. where did you think I was going yeah. <laughs> you think I just brought that up so that you could yeah. you know uh, and, and but it's it became in the latter years like, I just got far more relaxed yeah. I think and became a bit more collegiate I couldn't imagine like one of your first mm. appearances and that like the pressure you'd feel to actually be on make sure you're funny whatever you contribute mm. and then the more experience, the more time you have in the scene, I guess you can do what you said and relax and then it becomes more of a team game amongst the six. But, but if you get someone on their first time, mm-hmm. they're going to want to yeah. try and jump at, yeah. at the I think one of my favourite sh- shows that I ever did, it, there was it used to be a show on British TV called They Think It's All Over and it was yeah. a, a, a sports panel show. Awesome. And I never went on it because I don't know anything about sports. I'm yeah. just, it's just not in my wheelhouse. But... It turned out my dad it was the one show on TV that my dad watched. Nice. And my boys made it. I says, you know what? I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. And I did it. And I actually really enjoyed it because it was one of those ones where everybody, it was back in the day when it, people got paid really well for being on the BBC. Yeah. And everybody on that show was a household name from being on that show. Yeah. And they didn't give a shit. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like they were, be, they were being lazy, but they were famous and they were getting paid big bucks. Yeah. And they were just like, well, if this young fella wants to be funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. on you go, mate. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, and it was just really nice. You, it, it was, it was a, and, and they were like, you'd make a joke, and they, they would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you're making the show better. You're not getting paid nearly as much as they are. <laughs> and they're much, you're just quite happy, you know. So yeah. it was one of the most relaxed shows I've, I've ever done. Yeah, I feel like that would be same, similar to the front bar that we have here. Maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's good if, you're, if you have no idea about sport, because you can come at it from a completely different angle. Mm-hmm. And put your spin on it without having to feel the pressure of knowing... You'd you know, have to lean in. Sport. You'd lean into that, wouldn't you? The, I don't know anything yeah. about sports and just I was actually, with Well, do you know who I was on with? I was on with Shane Warren. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Fuck. And I, I, I could imagine people listening to this going, that can't go to me, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, did, he, did, he didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how you don't care because we could get like, you know, a, a huge comic like Bill Burr could be on here, mm-hmm. uh, or Ed Byrne. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and no, yeah like I realised that you, you you were unaware of what <laughs> it, uh, just a slight hint <laughs> that was. I mean, a big comic could be on here like Bill Burr. So I mean, thanks for being here, but a big comic could be on. <laughs> I mean, in terms of someone that comedian, yeah. like I feel like Bill Burr's a comedian's comedian, and mm. he's he's got into the mainstream now. But like people that don't watch comedy couldn't give a fuck. Whereas I'd be yeah. sitting there going fuck, man, Bill Burr, or like, you know, you get that sort of mm. 
and, and the not giving a fuck is better for that for that person, I reckon. Yeah, mm. that is a curious thing, isn't yeah. it? How, how many tickets you can sell and how massive you can be in an industry and still not be, yeah. you know, a household name. Whereas it used to be, you would you had to be a household name before you reached that many people that that, that many people would then go and see you live. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't think there's a, ever been a, a better time to be in this job. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's so many avenues to reach people. Yeah. And and there's such a, I think there's a, a, a better, a bigger tradition of, of, of paying to go and see it live yeah. than mm. there ever used to be. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. For and sure. I think it's, it only seems to be getting bigger, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I've always found a phenomenon that like, let's say an actor, um, an Adam Sandler or like a Brad Pitt, and compared to Arj Barker, who is like, like massive, like for well known in Australia, does a lot of um, who's like coming shows. on the podcast as well, just quite. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> and like he could be sitting in a cafe and people go, "Oh, there's Arj Barker." Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the same amount of fame as a Brad mm-hmm. Pitt, like the, as in number of people that know him. And Brad Pitt could be sitting there, and it's a fucking completely like flock mm. of seagulls. It's, it's interesting, it's weird, isn't like it? Comedy fame and. Acting fame is almost different. I, I find the, w- the most awkward I ever feel is if I'm in an enclosed space like a like a Podcast train carriage. Or, no, <laughs> like a train carriage or, or even maybe in like a quiet bar or something like that. And I get recognized by somebody while there are other people around who, who hear it. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll know that the other people don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. And somebody goes, are you? Are you Edward? I go, yeah. Oh my god! Because people who do know who you are think you're famous. They're Im- they're impressed by yes. you. And people people are weird. People will see that someone else be impressed, and they will instantly fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, right. They will sit there like you're minding your own business, yeah. and someone has recognised you, and, and 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 a bystander will be like, "Who the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> is this in England and Scotland and Ireland?" Yeah, or? yeah. 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 <laughs> and now maybe that's. Kind of in my head, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. But yeah. that's that's how I feel. Yeah, because you you do. I used to do a bit about this. I used to do a bit about. Uh, sometimes people will. I've had people cross a room to tell me that they don't know who I am. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I've had people come up and go. Um, apparently on the TV, I've never heard oh, of you. Oh, what a wanker! Yeah, and, and and I've had that happen a lot. Yeah, and uh, and I always think, is you how busy? Must your day be? Yeah. <laughs> if you go up to everyone you don't know <laughs> to tell them that you don't know them, like you can't get down the street. Yeah. You just got to have empathy uh, for people. But I, like yeah, that, but that's why I find that I'm 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 I, I like to think I'm a very personable individual when when people come up and, and say hello or yeah. want a photo or anything like that. But when they do it in front of other people, yeah, I just get really awkward. Yeah, I've and, I, and especially like when they, when then like then they get off the train. And then I'm left, <laughs> and then with a lot of people looking at me like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I've never heard of you. Yeah. All I know is you smell of steak. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your go-to? Because mm-hmm. it, might, it might be a comic thing. After I get off stage, I get mad social anxiety. I actually don't like that when people come up and go, oh, no, no. Like, do you well, have a go-to, like, well, thanks, or, like, what do you do? Or do you feel, like, a, a pressure to be the same as you were? Like, I'm pretty much me on stage, but when I come off, people come and get in my space and they're like, they're like, oh, that was great, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, oh, thanks. And I usually just fuck off and leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, you're yeah. just, you're I'm just, just like weird. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> when those, when those, <laughs> 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 
Delby's got the with the Sunday singles. Your clips go like bonkers, like yeah. millions and millions of views. So those two was it two guys from Bahrain? Yeah, came up to him after one of the shows. <laughs> I've never seen you so weirded yeah. out. You're excited, but also like well, I did try to finger my bum. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, well, I do this um, show Sunday Singles, which has got a massive following on Insta, but it's like run by the Comedy Lounge. Um, is I think there's like three hundred thousand followers on it, but I would say eighty to ninety percent from India, Bahrain, Sri Lanka, okay. because it's voyeuristic because they don't have they can't have that dating right thing and, and talk to chicks like that. So I get approached often by um, Bahrainian dudes or Indian dudes. And it fucking freaks me out. Like, I feel that the way you feel when people are going, who the fuck do you think he is? I was in Scot- I did, at Edinburgh last year. I had a Scottish guy come up. This is the only time I felt like a celeb because I'm in another country. And he's like, oh, my God, are you Delby from Sunday Singles? I was like, yeah, man. He goes, I fucking love you. This is like me meeting Tiger Woods. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? That's fuck. I, I, can't, like, I can't even get my daughter to come to me after school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I've started to notice that like people will message us and say, is that Delby from Sunday Singles on the hard yards? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the fucking Sunday Singles. But that's I, our t- I, that's I put all ticket. my credit down to um, Ed Byrne when I was 10 to see his, <laughs> his show. But it's, it's nice nowadays, again, because you're not... I, I'm not, uh, people aren't uh, angry with me, yeah. you know, I don't feel like, p- people don't do that thing of, uh, I, you know, I, I hate, I, I don't get the level of hate that you would if you're like really famous. Yeah. You know, I think if you don't like me, I'm quite easy to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't come to the show. But I think all of this, all of your performances, anytime I've seen you on TV, you're always likable. It's not like you say shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure like there's plenty of people. That I, I can understand, because comedy is one of those, it is an incredibly subjective yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if you don't find somebody funny, they, they're actually very annoying. I you agree know? with that for sure. Yes. So... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I've just that that fucking made me. Yeah. Who did you think of? Oh, that's right. no. yeah, yeah. 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 oh my god! Yeah, that's There's why, so you know, many people, and you're just like, shut the fuck <laughs> off. That's why if you're if you're on things all the time, you know, then you, you, people will develop a, 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 a dislike of you. I mean, yeah. James Corden is one of the most successful and one of the most hated men in show business. That's like people, 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 re, people who don't like him really fucking don't like him. Yeah. You know, and so. I'm 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 kind of I'm happy not to be it's in like the that perfect weird spot. I'm just like if I'm if, if you if I'm not for you, that's fine. I'll be over here entertaining mm. the people who do like yeah. me. Yeah, and it's you know fair exchange out of you. Yeah. You know, when you Gordon I think you would have been yeah, Gordon and Ellen, Ellen yeah, and yeah. Eddie Maguire here. Is he an asshole in person? No, no, I'm saying oh, people, people hate like him. Yeah. Get, I love Eddie Maguire. Yeah, so I've great. heard the opposite. Like Sammy Ritchie's our mate, Eddie Maguire's yeah. apparently a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like people, Eddie, hate him. Eddie everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. And because of Collingwood. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Poor Eddie. Well, uh, the thing that probably made you more, most recognisable was your long hair. Mm. When did you cut that? And did you see a difference between being recognised and not being recognised? Yeah. Because you used to have it like down past your shoulders. Yeah, hey? yeah. I actually... I mean, I shaved it once just oh, while wow. I was on tour. I was, I was on, t- I did a tour around about oh one, oh two, I think it was oh two, and I was kind of losing my mind. And the show wasn't great, and and a lot, a lot of people, and my career was just uh, on the slide. I had lost that new comedian smell. Oh yeah, the phone wasn't really ringing, and I remember shaving like I've just fucking did a Britney before Britney. <laughs> <ever thought. laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, and I, uh, I, I. 
I remember so, so I remember shaving it once, and it just and then but then I just I just grew it back. It's like Samson. But I had it. I did a sitcom in in Ireland, which was not popular. Oh yeah. Uh, it was called The Cassidys. And I had my hair cut for that. And it was weird. I was just suddenly, was, I was anonymous. I was, yeah. I, it, it was anonymous, even to close friends. Yeah, like yeah. I was going up to people at, say, at the Edinburgh Fringe and standing right there and looking, staring, and they're like, who's this weirdo? Yeah. And not until I s- spoke. Oh, my God. Oh. It, 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 the, the change. Yeah. It just made me unrecognisable. Yeah. So it was quite Especially curious. in Scotland, a bit of train spotting, like, <laughs> yeah. a yeah. head. And, uh... And, and I didn't used to wear glasses either, you yeah, know. right. And then that's, that became a, th- a thing. And now <laughs> I think my own kids wouldn't recognise me without my glasses. Yeah, you know? it is weird how, like, when someone take Like Superman. Yeah. Now I understand why Superman <laughs> could just take his glasses off <laughs> and no one knew who he was. Well, that makes so much sense. Somebody tweeted me and said, I've only just realised you're the same person as the guy who did the Alanis Morissette bit. Called Ed like, Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they kind of like, it was one of those things where it was somebody who, I, I, you know, was probably about your age, yeah. that rec- re- remembered me and had a kind of like, I wonder whatever happened to that guy. Yeah. yeah. I knew who I was, the, 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 this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly made a connection and went, well, that's the same guy. Yeah. You know, so it's, I, it, it feels like I've had two careers. I yeah. feel like I came back as another person because I did, I, I, I had this kind of a slump around sort of, Early noughties, and then and then it was Mock the Week that yeah. actually brought me. And do you know what it was? I was best man at Dara's wedding. Yeah, right. Because that's Mock your big week, break. Mock, <laughs> the, yeah. Mock the Week is not one of those. Shows. The guy who who, who booked the guy who produced it, Dan Patterson. He had his, he he was very he had his own thing. Like um, no one Dara recommended him. He could could he get on? Like mm. he, he, he Dan would not listen to Dara or most other people. He had his own ideas and, and about about who he booked. So I never, it was never a nepotism thing yeah. that, I, that I was Major Dara, so I got on the show. But I was Major Dara, so I was best man at his, at his wedding. Yeah. And I told the story yeah. about the time he brought the police to my house by accident. Yeah. By, he was at, he'd been at my house. We were drinking all night. He left and left the door open and then hailed what he thought was a cab and it was a police car. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they, they saw, and then they asked, and then he saw it was a police car. I said, oh, sorry, I thought you were a cab. And then they started asking them questions. Because he was dressed in a fucking dinner jacket. He was in evening, he was like tuxedo. Oh, my God. And they said, oh, what are you, where have you just come from there? And he left the door open. And they're like, okay, sir, I need to. And they went, so is that, that's not your house? He's like, no, why is the door open? Like, so I'm in bed, and a fucking police officer comes into my room. Fucking hell. And goes, um, is this your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you I'm know like, this well, well-dressed man? Are, are, is this your house? No, I'm a really lazy burglar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she goes, yeah, she said, do you, do you know this man? And there he is. He's just standing at the bottom of my stairs, just looking really <laughs> sheepish. And I, 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 I just said, yes, I know him. But I was so tempted to go, <laughs> I think I've seen him on Have I Got News? That's like the real life um, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> just going yeah. in, testing the bed, falling asleep. Because what I actually said in the be- in the in the best man speech was uh, was uh, I, it was just something in that expression that made I I couldn't prank him. I couldn't go. No, I've never seen this man before in my life. But there was just something about this pleading look in his face, <laughs> and I can only imagine it's the exact same look that made her say yes. <laughs> um, Oh. What, what was well, he wearing? Like a nice story. tux or like a dinner, like a yeah, really he, well he'd dressed. Been, he'd been doing a corporate gig. He'd been doing like an awards show that he. Who breaks into a house dressed like exactly that? The, uh? the cat? Yeah. <laughs> you have been a gentleman burglar. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
So I told that story, and then the, the producer of Monk of the Week was at the wedding, and he goes, up, you should come on the show and tell that story. Oh, my God. You're like, I've been doing I, comedy I, I, for 20 I, exactly. years. Exactly. <laughs> I've been doing comedy, yeah, at, at least 10 years at that point. Yeah. I'd, been on, I'd been nominated for awards. Yeah. I, I'd been on the Royal Variety Show. I, you know, I'd done stuff. Yeah. And, and yet, I'm, I'm still auditioning. <laughs> For some fucking panel Comes down show. down to who you know sometimes. Yeah. Um, was that uh, Dan Patterson? Is that, yeah. that name rings a bell? Was he, he Whose Line Is It Anyway? Who's, whose Line Is It right. Anyway? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Which I love. My, my rap show is called Who's Rhyme. Right, okay. Love that. But <laughs> yeah, little plug. <laughs> uh, but um, you did mention you got an award. You won, um, now I don't know how to pronounce it, Perrier? Yeah, it used to be the, I got nominated for the Perrier right. in, back in That's pretty that was cool. 98. That was, the, that was always the sort of, it was, that was, you know, your your high school diploma of, yeah. of, of stand-up comedy, really. Yeah. Every every year there'd be a list of of, of, of nominees for that. Yeah. And if, to be on that was just... That's that was pretty cool. It was just a nice sort of... There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Proper comic. So it's know. not even the winning it. It's just being nominated. Just being nominated. I was, yes, I was happy to just be nominated. Yeah, because the amount of comics that are at Edinburgh is like... Yeah. I did my first one last year. I went and just checked it out. I'm going to go back. Um, my show didn't get accepted um, this year, but I'm still going to go do as much gigs as I can. What do you mean your show didn't get accepted? Well, I applied for Free Fringe. Okay. Um, and they just haven't got back to me. Oh, right, okay. So it must be, I think... Um, there, there are, I mean, there's infinite so numbers many. of options that open to you yeah. at, the, at, the, at the festival. Yeah. Mm. Um, but just the sheer number of comics that converge there and then to be nominated yeah. is fucking awesome. Um, did mm. it change much for you, or was it just like you could put that on the posters and the? On the it was no. It was a f- it was all part of a nice steady yeah. upward steady trajectory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, at the time, I was a I was a bigger name out here. Yeah, like right. When I first started coming to Australia in '96, yeah, and uh, I did. I did. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. Wow! I did wow. a spot on that, and it went really well. Fuck yeah! Mm. And then the second TV slot I did. Was on midday with Carrie Ann. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a step and up! And I said to the woman on the floor, I said, to, "I said, you'll give me, a, can you give me a wind up when I've done four minutes?" Because I was new. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up. She didn't. She never gave me a wind up. And I, I did the set I intended to do, and it went well. Yeah. And I, and I went, oh, I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, I must have gotten nervous and gone too fast. So yeah. I just. I started digging it. And me, I, started, I carried on, <laughs> and I just kept going. And I had apparently I had done for a minute, and then I, just, I but I, she, I didn't get the, the wind up, and I kept going until I eventually I went. How long have I done? <laughs> yeah. And I was dying. I was fucking dying. And yeah. it turned out I did eight and a half minutes. Yeah, right. The longest stand-up set anyone's ever done on daytime television. Uh, yeah. And only half Why of it didn't was they funny. wind you up? Was it she like... She just didn't. She just didn't well, she do just it. Maybe she was enjoying it. I don't <laughs> think she was. No one was. No one was. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I think she just thought I was going to wrap it up or whatever. Or she forgot that I asked. Wow. And uh, Killing it to the midday mums as well. Oh, <laughs> I, well honestly, four, four minutes or so was grand. Yeah. And then I... And then, it could then, I, and then I start going into bits and going, oh, this punchline's too filthy, it won't work. And yeah. then going into another bit and going, oh man, this isn't even my bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was this this a bit because I was on with a guy called Nick Wilty at, at the time with me, Nick Wilty and, and, and Phil Kay were, were doing a show together. And I suddenly realized, oh, that's this isn't my bit. I'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> the bit from another guy in the show. Wow. I was that, that's how panicked I was, you yeah. know, just searching for a clean bit. Yeah. You know? That's but, the worst yeah. when you realize your punchline isn't going to suit where it is I was doing a corporate and then I fucking as I got to the joke I'm like oh I can't say this punchline mm. and then you gotta try and make it clean as your shit 
Like you can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't drop a C bomb at a fucking mm. um, cancer fundraiser. Mm. Shit. I was like, oh fuck. Oh, that's yeah. smart. But um, I, so I was, yeah. Um, so it, it was sort of, pre, it was basically pre-internet as we know it. Yeah. Days. So you could come from, say, the UK, where I was based. You know, I based in, it was on the London scene, and you could do that thing of going, oh, he's 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 he's, he's big there. Yeah. And. And, and and Australia had a very kind of well, he's come all this way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He can't be coming all this way just to die. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you you could get on TV by just basically claiming to be a, a more successful comedian That's back home, awesome. and no one, no one, you'd literally have to phone up to, yeah. to check whether you have to buy an yeah. international phone card, put in the code. Yeah, exactly. Up. So I was, it was. I remember it was like coming out about ninety eight, ninety nine, and and people saying, "So how are things going back in the UK?" I said, "You know what? <laughs> They're now going as well as I." Pretend Pretended it was <laughs> when I was first coming here in '96. That's amazing. You know? And, and uh, does that has that translated to now as well? Like continuing on? Like would it no, I mean now I, it's weird because I didn't come for a few years. Mm. And uh, neither did and my ex girlfriend. <laughs> and you do, th- you know, people just move on to the next thing for quite quite quickly. Yeah. Um, did you just do? Did you do Melbourne? Or I just did Melbourne. Yeah. Just just I just did a week though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you did you just uh, on the one show tonight, hey, in Perth? That's what I saw uh, yes. online. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Where's where's that? The one? Astor Astor Theatre. Astor, awesome. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. But it's, it's cool. an interesting. It's like I'm on tour in Australia at the same time as everybody else is on tour in Australia. It does. It feels like we're all competing with yeah. each other. I understand the concept of a festival season and things like that, but yeah. the idea of, you know. I yeah. feel like we should we could maybe have spread, spread ourselves out. out a bit throughout yeah. the year, even yeah. for the punters that want to go mm. see, like. You've only got, four, like, if it's a weekend or whatever yeah. the time is. Yeah. Like, I went before I did comedy, when it was fringe and stuff, I'd be like, oh, I want to see this person, but fuck, this one's on. You well, have yeah, to I'm kind of thinking to myself, would I maybe sell more tickets in Perth on a different night to Mark Watson and David O'Doherty <laughs> also <laughs> being on the same night in Perth? Yeah. It's interesting, you know? Because uh, I would have, uh, when I was looking at shows... It, in a Perth Comedy Festival and Fringe, I'd be like, this is my time of the year to go watch four, five, six different comedians over mm. that sort of three, four months. And then I wouldn't do it for the rest of the year. Mm. So I guess some people use it as, this is when I'm going to go do right. it and then I'll like stop. Like a block, like a, yeah. what we call it schoolies. What's it called over there? Called uh, Freshers Week? Right. Is that what yeah. it's called? Right. Yeah, people like that for comedy. Yeah, yeah. I'd go, go, this is my time. This is where I'm going to go yeah. watch this comedian, this yeah. one. I'll go watch a gala. I'll pick some ones and then I'd go, that's how I'd do it. Mm-hmm. But all but those names you mentioned, they'd be your peers now, right? Like people that you... Oh, yeah. Decide. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Is Who was your... Who did you come up with that are now the householders? Like, you know how each sort of almost graduating year or like era oh well so the year then said that i got nominated for the for the perrier uh the other the guy who won it was uh tommy tiernan yeah who's you know he's an absolute household name in ireland yeah uh and and does 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 well of you know around yeah. the world yeah um but he so he 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 won it. peter k who yeah. is the biggest comic Amazing. in britain yeah um was was nominated at the same time. Al Murray, the pub landlord, yeah, who's still yeah. very much going strong, and Sean Cullen, yeah. who used to be in, he used to be in Corky and the Juice Pigs. He would probably he would be the only one that hasn't gone on to be, Big you know, that was always the yeah. rest of them all went on to be more successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's really awesome. glad of Sean Cullen, and yeah. even he is, is is incredibly successful in his own way. He he kind of did a sidestep into musical theatre. Yeah, cool. I, I saw you did. Um, 
I don't know if it was a musical or not, Aladdin, and you played Aladdin? I, well, yeah, I did. Is the, that cultural that appropriation? The, or? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's yes. that, what and was I, that about? And they did kind of paint me orange as did well, they? yeah. I mean, that was just yeah, TV makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was that? Because I read was, that it and was I was the like, ITV wow. Christmas pantomime. Right. And it was the, the like, first year that they did it, and it was going to be a thing that they were going to do every year. Every yeah. year they were going to do a big pantomime, and, and it was, there was people in it, like it was... It was there was really big names in it, but yeah. I think because yeah. at the time I had also just done a sitcom for ITV, yeah. which also died on its arse. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, and I was, you know, I was, I say, I was on the TV, I was doing stuff. I say, I did the Royal Variety. I, you know, I was not nobody, but yeah. I was still. It was surprising. I was, I was a surprising choice. I thought to be the lead to be the brown Israeli, yeah, <laughs> you know, Arabic. Uh, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Griffiths Jones was the emperor. Yeah. And, and he, they, they, you know, they properly Fu Manchu'd him. Really? You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we all know Aladdin's a classic Christmas tale. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the, 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 the pantomime is a, is a Christmas tradition yeah, in, right. in the UK. And it's, and it's, it's always, it's Puss in Boots. Okay. Uh, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. You know, there's always these. These are the and there's always the, you got the dame and you got you know the, 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 all these ingredients. It's a yeah. it's a very it, you know it's it's a super British thing that yeah. people outside of the UK just yeah, really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were gonna do it, uh, and, and every year, every theater, like I I fucking hate touring. Yeah. In yeah. December, yeah. because you're on the fucking panto set, be- and the theater fucking <laughs> ha- the techs hate you because they're run ragged because it's panto season, and all they care about is the pantomime yeah. because it is the nuts and berries of the the, the theater industry. Wow. The provincial theater industry is is your is your big Christmas pantomime. Yeah, yeah. so um, they were going to do one every year. They were going to do like a TV one, and they did they did a land that year, and then the following year, Lee Mack was yeah. the lead in Dick Whittington. Yeah, and that's it. They never made any more because wow. they just kept repeating those two. Wow! And it was like it was always a, it was always Christmas to me when I started getting messages on my phone going, "Got again?" It's always that. And uh, oh, was that you in Father Ted? That was the other two things that made it's Christmas. Oh, that's great. Which that's camera? Time. Number two. Camera's gone. Yeah. Oh, we can wrap that up. And perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. Cool. At Christmas on a little uh, <laughs> little positive to end on. Um, so you want to plug your show? Uh, well, yeah. When is this going out? Uh, we're going to get it out. Try yeah, get it out tonight. All yeah. yeah. oh, right, or sweet. Today. Well, I oh, I'm, in, I'm in Perth tonight. So that's yep. too, too late for that. Uh, but I'm in Sydney, Saturday, yep. Sunday. Cool. Uh, and then Brisbane for the week after that. Awesome. And then I'm off to New Zealand for a couple of weeks. We could. We've Perfect. got we've got listeners over there. Um, so. Mm. Uh, for ours, I got comedians versus rappers tonight. But this uh, everything I said next week, May thirteenth. Up and Joke Tour. Mm. Oh, no, I'm in Karratha next week. And then week after, we got the Up and Joke Tour. Um, and then um, my Perth Comedy Fest show, Perth's Most Eligible Bachelor. And I'm on the gala for the first time ever. So Perfect. fucking get around it. Well done, Delby. Get um, around it. Fucking get, get around, around it. it. Fucking. Uh, I've, got nothing, I've got nothing to plug except for our show uh, at uh, Up and Joke, May yeah. 13th. So what's that? Two weeks? Yep. Set up tomorrow? Yep. Two weeks tomorrow. Yep. Fuck. Better get finished editing those videos. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got the, the show there. Tickets are in the bio. Um, that's about it for now. Cool. Um, yeah, Thanks it. for your time and good to see you again. See, after you, on all the, this see you on the gram with yeah. our collab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Sick. Perfect. Nice.